May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I wonder what you thought the first time you walked into this room. Was it love at first sight? (laughs) Don't lie to your priest. (laughs) So I was not actually here when St. Charles first moved into Polsbo Village, but I have seen the pictures and I have heard the stories and I feel reasonably comfortable saying that not everybody loved this space instantly. But over time, over many years, with many hours of work, creative vision, and strong leadership, this place became for us a house of prayer, a place of worship, a home for God's church. And this building has served that purpose for a season, and now that season is coming to an end. But we are not in mourning because we have so much to celebrate and so much more to hope for. In this morning's letter to the Corinthians, Paul is writing, you'll remember, to a fractious little church, and he's writing to them about the resurrection. They have been bickering back and forth with one another about minor and unimportant things, about who is the most important, about who gets to eat when and with whom. And in the midst of this argument, Paul writes to remind them that What is true at the deepest level is what they share. The thing that called them together in the first place. The truth that binds their diverse and divisive collection of believers into one body. And that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's what Paul delivered to them as being the most important thing. The foundation of the faith, the key that opens every door that Jesus Christ was crucified, dead, and buried, and God the Father raised him up on the third day. And if there was any hope for that little church, it was that God could repair their fractured fellowship and restore their family to wholeness because of the resurrection, because Jesus was dead and then alive, and because his resurrection represents God's willingness and power to do the same thing for those who put their trust in him. God is able to act with resurrection power on behalf of his church. If only they will hold on to their faith in the risen Jesus, even if they're not able to agree on anything else. You see, the one who was raised is the one who calls the church into existence, who sustains the life of the church, who makes the church possible. Jesus is the only hope for the church, and by extension, he is the only hope for you and for me. Amen. So we cannot lean on our own wisdom or our own resources, but take all that we have and all that we are and all that we ever hope to be and offer it to Jesus Christ. And our hope is that when we give ourselves to Jesus, we will also be resurrected, as he was. Not just at the last day, but in our lives now. And that is what we have done. 
As a church family, we have placed ourselves in Christ's hands consistently from the first days of the North Kitsap mission here in the early 1980s until today. We have put our hope in Jesus and trusted him to be with us and believed in the promise of his resurrection as a sign and a foretaste of our future. And we have tried and largely succeeded in the midst of challenging and changing circumstances to stick together, to love one another, and to keep our focus on Christ, the one who calls us together as a church, a calling that would be impossible if Jesus had not been raised from the dead. And now that calling is leading us from this place to a new home. And we are stepping out in faith that the resurrection of Jesus is not just a nice story, but that God is in the business of the resurrection. That when things seem to be over and done with, God still has the power to act, to do for his people what we cannot hope to do for ourselves. To make a way in the wilderness, to bring forth water from a rock, to slay giants and overthrow kingdoms, to free captives and release prisoners, to pronounce amnesty for debtors and freedom for the enslaved, to feed the hungry and clothe the naked, and to make a home where there was no home for his people. And that is what God can do because of the goodness of who God is. It has all happened before, and it will all happen again. The task that is set before us, the challenge that God lays before us this morning, we happy few, is to remember well and faithfully the pure, everlasting, generous goodness of God. The grace that he has showered on our little band of believers. The wonderful, marvelous things that God has done for us even when we were unworthy and unprepared to receive any of his blessings. And that's because the proof of the resurrection is not just in the pages of scripture or the testimony of the eyewitnesses, but can be seen in each and every one of us gathered in this room. Because if Jesus was not raised from the dead, then what brings us together? What holds us together? What makes it possible that this church even exists? Much less that we have been able by the gracious provision of Almighty God to purchase a permanent home where we can worship and serve and baptize and marry and bury and grow in grace and holiness together. All of this is only possible if Jesus really was raised from the dead and lives now forevermore. Our God has done amazing things for us. At each and every step. He has blessed us. So while we will not be worshiping here in Polesville Village after this morning, we cannot forget this place. Cannot forget what God did for us here. We cannot forget how God moved in our lives and in our hearts and in our church. This is not the end of a story. It's the closing of one chapter. And St. Charles is going forward, led by Christ, into a future that none of us, however wise, can foresee. But I am confident that this journey we're making together 
is not just for our good, but is the clear will and intention of God. And that's because God was here with us before we were ready to acknowledge his presence. And he goes before us now to Central Valley Road to make a new home even before we arrive. And that's not just because of the particular twists and turns of discovering the building and negotiating a price and closing the sale. Not just because of the nitty-gritty details that have been a part of our lives these last four months. But I know that God is calling us to this new place and to this new chapter in our church's history because of the hope that we learn from the resurrection of Jesus. God raised him from the dead as a sign of us to us of what God intends to do for the whole creation and especially for his church. God brings new life, new joy, fresh possibility. God rejoices to see new things burst forth. And the move that you and I will complete today is indeed a new thing. It's a bold step forward to follow our Lord and our Messiah trusting that he will not steer us wrong and that he desires better for us than we could hope for ourselves. The resurrected Jesus has empowered his church to imitate his example, to follow in his footsteps. We are doing an audacious thing. And it would not be possible, much less advisable, if God had not opened every door if God had not smoothed the way and grabbed us by the hand to drag us, unwilling though we might be, into the great and good thing that comes next. I could not be more excited about our future. Because God has incredible things in store for us, and we know that because God has done great things for us in the past. And there are better things and better days than we could imagine in our future. There will be challenges, but there will be more opportunities than challenges. There will be moments of struggle, but there will also be seasons of abundant blessing. There will be sadness, but there will be overwhelming, stupefying joy. Because the God who raised Jesus from the dead is calling us forward to take the next step in faith and to celebrate whatever might happen next. Are you ready to take this step together with our Lord? Are you ready to place your trust in the God who is in the business of resurrection? Are you ready to see what God will do when his church is prepared to follow wherever he might lead? Me too. Let's go. Amen. Amen.